How many of you have seen Jingle All the Way? Just curious. I, I find it interesting when anytime I speak about a movie, then people go out and get it. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Howard Lang is, uh, or Langston is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, he's kind of an obsessed worker. He's kind of living on the run, and he's ha- having a really hard time finding time for his wife Liz and his son Jamie. And uh, the movie kind of opens up with him missing Jamie's karate match. And so the tensions are high in the house because this is the first time that he's missed stuff. And so Howard, in an attempt to kind of resolve things and redeem himself, he promises his son that he's going to get him the number one gift sensation called Turbo Man. And uh, Turbo Man's kind of this action figure uh, think Buzz Lightyear on steroids, okay? That's the kind of action figure he's looking for. And he promises his son he's going to get it for him, but there's really a couple problems with this. Uh, and this is where things, the, the plot of the movie kind of thickens. He realizes that his wife thinks he's already bought this action figure because she had asked him to get it a couple weeks prior, and as usual, he had forgotten to do that. So he... Uh, tells a lie, I think that's what you call it, he told her, I've got one at the office. And what he thought was, well, he'd just swing by the store and uh, he would get one, but uh, it wasn't quite that simple. In fact, we're going to watch a clip. uh, from. that look like your shopping trip recently? (laughs) The rest of the movie is kind of this hilarious, over-the-top antics of a a very desperate dad that doesn't want to disappoint his family. And... uh, it's the ridiculous lengths that he's willing to go to to get his son, Turbo Man. And uh, how many of you have finished your Christmas shopping? Uh, the, you know, Christmas, uh, when it comes to the shopping, there's kind of a process, isn't there? I mean, the, you've got to kind of work at and uh, everybody has a different plan, but part of it is you have to make a list, right? I mean... You get a list put together, you check it twice, figure out who's naughty and nice, all that stuff. And everybody's got their own process, but it basically starts with a lot of questions, right? Like, who are we going to buy for this year? Which means you also ask the other question, who are we not going to buy for this year? You know, what do they like? Uh, What do they want? And then the critical question, and I'm convinced this is where we really, really have the debate, how much? do we spend? Or how much can we afford? And uh, sometimes that whole process is humorous. And I don't know, I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself. I don't know if this goes on in your home, but you, you have these conversations with your spouse and you go, you know, they were a $20 gift range last year. I was thinking maybe we could upgrade them this year to 25. And then spouse says, well, I was thinking maybe we downgrade them to 15. And then you kind of go, well, I guess that sounds like a 20 this year again. And you have, do you have those kind of conversations in your house? I mean, that it's part of the process, and you start answering those questions. And when you finally figure it out, then you're ready to head to the store. And you've got kind of a guideline for, for shopping. Then you find out, like, uh, what's hot and what's not at Christmas, uh, because you go to the store, and if the shelves are empty, then I'll tell you that's something that's really hot this year. If you watch for the, the crowds around uh, uh, the stockers, uh, if you listen 
in the store for size and cheers. You usually got something significant going on. You look for people pushing and shoving and, yes, even sometimes fighting. I'll show you a product that's pretty hot that time of the year. Watch for the lines outside the door. That'll tell you if there's something really significant in, in that store. And Basically, the holidays bring out where normally reasonable adults get crazy. You know, like uh, they're running down the aisles at 701 in the, in the stores, and I've seen that. I've been one of those crazy people running down the aisles, you know, because you've got to land that perfect gift, and it creates this climate that says, I've got to have this. I've got to get this. I've, I've been in stores before, and everybody's rushing to something, and you realize there's a few left, and I'm sitting there going, well, maybe I ought to buy it, and I could eBay it or something, right? The trick is to find the perfect gift, and it still be on the shelf. This year, what's hot this year? Well, there, there are a lot of things. iPhones are pretty hot. We is hot again this year. Uh, TMX, Elmo, and Friends. We have, uh, and Hannah Montana. Anybody got into that craziness? I mean, it's exciting. And what I find interesting is what is hot today, you can get a yard sale tomorrow. <laughs> True? You can go from hot to not overnight. And it's just amazing. I remember when our girls were in junior high, uh, Stacy, she wanted a perfume for Christmas. The perfume was Tribe. How many of you remember that? It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But I remember, remember asking Stace, I said, Stace, what do, you, what do you want for Christmas this year? I want Tribe. It's perfect, Dad. It's wonderful. It's this awesome perfume. That's all I want for Christmas. I'll never do anything wrong again in my life, and I'll clean up after dinner without being asked, and I'm going to get straight A's. I, I won't ask for anything. It was a parent's dream. Seriously. Now, we rushed out. It was kind of uh, on the hunt, so to speak. And everywhere we went, there were empty shelves. It was sold out. There were back orders. We, we were trying to find out when they expected a delivery of it. And, you know, it's like, when are you going to get some in? And they say, well, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, roll around, 901, sold out. And, and so it, it got crazy. I mean, I can remember listening in on people's conversations. It was like, psst. Over here, I heard they're getting some at Target at 10 o'clock. And then you'd see this mad rush of people, and you'd see them all at Target a, a few minutes later. You know, I felt like I was in the chase for the Nextel Cup at, at a point. And after a lot of maneuvers and things, finally landed the trophy of all time, Tribe. Now, I learned several things uh, that year. I, I learned if your kids tell you something, get it in writing. That's the first thing I learned. I learned that, and this is just a little heads up to, to parents, that I did has, have to ask her to help clean up after dinner. She didn't get straight A's, and she asked for other things before the Christmas season was even here. You know, I, I also learned that this perfume that was supposed to be wonderful was toxic. It was, it was awful. And, and this is no joke. When she would spray it, I got a migraine headache. Seriously, physically got ill. I, I, I would get nauseous. And so now I'm in a debate with her 
trying to figure out what we do about this obnoxious cologne. And uh, basically, I had to bribe her to get rid of Tribe in our house, which meant she goes, well, I want one of the adult perfumes, which meant spending about twice as much money. And at that point, I was willing to do whatever to get rid of it. I wasn't terribly surprised when Tribe went from hot to not. Trends, they kind of come and go in, in life. So I want to suggest to you, when you're making your Christmas list this year, it's fine, you want to put iPhones and those kind of things on your, on your list, but that you give a gift that's a gift that won't go out of season. You know, I think this gift, sadly, it never sells out. It's not on back order. People aren't searching for it and hunting. But it's a thing called love, a crazy little thing called love. You know, love, love's something I think it's really easy to overlook it, uh, to get so busy shopping and trying to get all that stuff that you miss. You miss the most precious gift you can give this Christmas. You know, uh, I'd encourage you to add it to your list. J- just ask yourself some simple questions. See, it always starts with the questions when you're, when you're looking at your list. Like, who on your list this year, as you think about people that you're getting gifts for, who needs the gift of love on that list? And then let's stretch it a little bit further. And who that is not on your list needs a thing called love? Or, or maybe you could get at it a different way by just asking yourself something that I, I find myself every year at Christmas asking and that is, do people know I love them? You know, do people know I love them? Does, do people in my family know that they really, really matter to me? Do people that I work with in, in ministry know that I love them? You know, do, do my neighbors know that I care about them and love them? I mean, do people know that you love them? Because that's the question that I think we ought to ask every Christmas. You know, love, it's a, a gift for all seasons. It never goes out of style. I, I think God's word says that it's the greatest gift that you can give. It's not just something you say. It's actually something that you do. It requires you getting it off the shelf and giving it away. It's a primary measuring rod, uh, we're told in Scripture, of uh, being able to figure out uh, where, where we're in line with God's word, uh, it's uh, how we're able to tell if we've got meaningful relationships or growing marriages or flourishing uh, friendships. You know, the Bible, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, let love be your greatest aim. In other words, you can miss a lot this Christmas, but don't miss giving love. It's interesting, the scripture that's right before that, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and it says, now these three remain and it says basically these are the three biggest gifts that, that you can give first is faith faith is what uh, scripture says it's impossible to please god without faith it's where our salvation is found you you have to have a thing called faith and the fact is our our salvation is dependent upon it faith's big it's a big gift and then there's hope i mean anybody need hope today Hope uh, to face some of the valleys in life, some of the difficulties. I, you know, I believe without hope, you get, you get messed up in life. You get a little jaded. But Scripture says, 
Faith, hope, big gifts. Those are big ones. But the biggest, most significant gift you can give is love. At this point, the contest's over. Everything's in because there's nothing better. There's nothing greater. In fact, Paul says the greatest of these is love. If you're a serious shopper, how many serious shoppers do we have? All right, how many of you need to raise your spouse's hand for them? I mean, serious shoppers get serious about kind of strategizing, and uh, they pay attention to all the signs. They're the ones that go through the newspaper, and they've plotted their course, and they're, they're figuring out where the best deals are, and they, they watch for those special deals. And uh, how many went shopping the day after Thanksgiving? Let me see. Seriously. It's called Black Friday because everything's crazy. And what I know for, for those that go out on that day they really strategize. You know, it's like, okay, we've got to be at Kmart at 4 a.m., which means we need to get up at 2.30. I mean, we, we do this ridiculous stuff because you have to pay attention to details, right, if you go that day because they have sales like from 4 to 6 or the first 150 shoppers that, that come through the door, the first 200 shoppers wearing red get a $10 discount for sales over $150, you know, and all this craziness. Because signs, signs are important. You get to the store, they may have special discounts, rebates or on signs. Signs help you get to the right area of the store, right? And if you have kids or you're over 40, they help you find the bathrooms, right? (laughs) This Christmas, I want you to pay attention to the signs. Because one of the signs... The scripture says if you're a Christian, one of the signs is a thing called love. It's not that you have a cross around your neck. It's not that you have a WWD or JD bracelet. It's not that you have a, a, a Christian bumper sticker or a great big Bible. It's not that you say you're a Christian. No, the general sign, the genuine one, is a thing called love. You'll know a Christian by their love. What a gift. Now, I don't know if you know this. I like coffee. Do you know that? <laughs> You've been around here long. And I love cafe lattes. I mean, I love them. My favorite's uh, iced caramel. Two extra shots of espresso and a hint of nutmeg. And I'm in heaven. You know, a while back I, I was in uh, Starbucks and a uh, lady in front of me was placing an order and she ordered a vanilla skim cafe latte. Extra whipped cream. I'm trying to figure out the skim and extra whipped cream. But, uh, and then she goes, hold the espresso. The place went dead. It went silent. I thought about calling 911 at a point and go, there's something wrong with this lady in front of me. But she just ordered this latte with no espresso. You see, a cafe latte... It's the espresso that makes it that. You can, you can have a cafe latte all kinds of ways. You can get them hot, cold. You can add different syrups, vanilla, hazelnut, mocha. You can get fat-free, skim, soy. You can add stuff like uh, whipped cream, you know, nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, a little caramel sauce. The, there are all kinds of options, but espresso is not an option. You can change the number of of shots that you put in it, I'd suggest you take it up a little, but you have to have the espresso. 
to make it a cafe latte. And my point in all that is you've got a lot of options as Christians. But you do not have an option when it comes to an ingredient called love. In other words, without love, you're not a cafe latte or something like that. You know? We need love in our, in our lives. The, the Bible says we can do all kinds of great things. We, we can make a difference in this world. But if you don't have love, you don't know God. Ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? You know, the Apostle Paul, this is a little bit of a paraphrase, but the love chapter, he says, if I speak with the ability to mesmerize thousands of people, if I could speak fluent in 20 different languages, if I could graduate top of the class, if I could have so many degrees that I look like a thermometer when it's all said and done, if I could write a book on self-sacrifice, if I could give to, of myself to all kinds of worthy causes, if I gave most of my money away, if I spent my life preaching the gospel, but I failed to love, guess what? I'm just another person that missed the mark. I just put a bunch of zeros up on the scoreboard of life because the highest gift, the most important gift, the most vital thing that you can give to people, and not just at Christmas, the greatest aim of life is to love. You know, when it comes to, to giving, do you have this moment... Do you ever struggle, like you're going to get someone something, and you finally get there, costs a little more than you had planned? There's a moment of truth, right? You know what I'm talking about? All the cheapskates are going, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a decision time. Am I willing to pay the price for whatever the gift is? You know, am I willing to go through with the transaction? And what I found when it comes to a thing called love There is a price tag. There's a price tag for the giver. And some people are just not willing to pay the price. Love's not free. It always costs. It always costs the person giving it. Okay? It should be freely given. In other words, the person receiving it, they shouldn't have to do anything for it. That's what makes it a gift. But it costs the giver. It costs the giver. Have you ever known someone that claimed to, to be a Christian? They went around, they kind of paraded around, let people know that they were a Christian. They, they even affirmed the right beliefs in their life. Maybe, maybe even had a reputation for being spiritual or having a lot of biblical knowledge. But they never grew when it comes to a thing called love, their ability to love other people. And you go, hmm. That's strange. Let's be honest for a minute. Let's bring it home a little closer. Don't raise your hand, okay? Don't raise your your neighbor's hand or your spouse's hand. But let me ask you to back up. And I'm not going to ask you to back up a couple years. I'm not going to ask you to back up a couple months or a couple weeks or even a couple days. I want you to back up 24 hours. 24 hours. In the last 24 hours, has there been any moment in your life when you fail to show the kind of love that you should. Think about it. Think about it. This time yesterday, 
as you were home with the kids, as you were out on the road, as you were at the mall or the ball court or maybe driving here today, was there any moment when you realized you weren't going to be able to park up really close today? You were going to have to park way over there. Any moment when you failed to overflow with love. If you're a Christian, it ought to be the hallmark. The end of the movie, Jingle All the Way, uh, Howard ends up finding Turbo Man. And he gives Turbo Man to his son. And his boy realizes that there's someone else that really needs that gift more than him. And the reality is, Jamie ended up getting what he wanted, and that was his dad and his dad's time and attention. And it's one of those moments for, for me, I mean, as a guy, I, it's kind of one of those aha moments, like, ah, oh, you know, that's cool. That's a, you know, I don't want to say you get teared up because then, you know, I don't know. But it was one of the moments. And you know what I think? Just maybe. There might be people in your life this Christmas that, that would say to you, you know what? Keep Turbo Man. Keep the, the Wii, keep the MP3 player or the iPhone or the HDTV or the carrot. Those are diamonds, by the way, guys. And they would say, you know what? Keep that stuff. I just want to know that you love me. I just want you to share your love with me. You know, love's a, a gift worth giving. Galatians 5, 6 says... The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. It's the highest gift that you can give. It's the most expensive gift that you can get. It's a gift that will push you beyond your limits. It's a gift that will take you well beyond what you're prepared to spend. And it'll require sacrifice. It'll cause you to swallow your pride. Love will cause you to say, and ask for forgiveness in your life. You know, it will cost you your dignity sometimes. It will cost you your class. It will cost you your image. In other words, love has no limits. It's expensive stuff. And the fact is, there are people in your life that want it. I mean, life, I find, is challenging, and especially this time of the year. People disappoint you. They frustrate you. They challenge you. And the the fact is that you have to make a decision at some point whether or not you're going to share love. And when it comes to gift giving, like I said, you've got that moment where you have to decide what your limits are. I'm I'm talking from a financial perspective. You know, have have you ever wanted to get something for someone and you knew you couldn't afford it? You know, it's it's an awful place to be. Because you so much, you say, this would express it, but I really can't swing it. Well, when it comes to the gift of love, the real question isn't, can I afford it? Here's the question you've got to ask yourself. Will I afford it? You know, who is it in your life that needs the gift of love this Christmas? Who is it that needs to know that you love them? Who in this world needs to know? You know, one day Jesus told a parable, Matthew 25, and he, he's talking to people and he says, you know, when you minister to people, when you reach out to people and you're taking care of their needs, he says, it's like you're ministering to God. 
And, and the people, I think, were kind of confused because they end up saying to him and say, Master, when was it we saw you hungry or gave you food or thirsty or gave you something to drink? You know, when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? And Jesus said, you know, I tell you the truth. Whenever you did it to one of these, any of these people, that was me. You did it to me. And you can almost hear people trying to process that. I mean, you mean the, the homeless guy? He says, yep, that was me. That was me. You mean my friend that just lost his job? That was me. You know, that, that girl that tried to take her life that I ended up spending some time talking to, just says, that was me. You mean at the funeral home when I sat with that widow? She says, that was me. Yeah, all those people, those, those, those kids that their dad's in prison, that was me. And friends, when you help someone that's broken, when you help someone that's hurting, that's overlooked or ignored, I think Jesus Christ screams and says, that's me. Show your love to me. You know, I don't know about you, when it comes to family, I think in our mental world, we go, okay, I can love my family. You go, well, how about people close to you? You know, I'll give up my best shot. I'm going to do whatever I can. But then, then you move outside of that circle, and what happens is we begin to go, okay, I can love people, but there's going to be some qualifiers. There's going to be some filters. There's going to be some limits. Sure, I'll, I'll love them, but they better be nice to me. They better not hurt me. They better be stable. They better be like I am. You know, they better be white or black, or they, they ought to be from the same social economic group as me. They ought to be pro-life or pro-choice. They ought, they ought to be a conservative or liberal. They ought to be a Democrat or Republican. I don't care. Put, put in whatever qualifier you want. What I want to say to you is that's human. That's limiting. That's conditional. And God says, you know what? It is not our job as Christians to decide who's worthy of love and who's not. But that's what we like to do, isn't it? I'll draw these confines. Just a little sidebar here. I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. You know, sometimes we run around and we do all these good things. We help everyone under the sun. But I know people that they help everybody but their family and friends. People that are under their care. And, and here's my bent on that. This is just an opinion, okay? This isn't God's word. It's, it's just my opinion on it. That a lot of times all that good stuff has nothing to do with love. It, ha it has to do with filling this emptiness in, in us. And... I believe that if there's something screaming in your life, there are people in your life that need attention and they're starving for love and they're looking for those kudos and they're, they're saying, just love me. You ought to take a breath and, and step back. People shouldn't have to perform to receive love. The people that are closest to you should know that you love them. How many of you have ever taken a gift back? After you got it at Chris, come on, come on. I mean, there are a lot of reasons for taking a gift back. Like, it doesn't fit, you know, like you, you know, you kind of want to turn and go, 
I know I shot up like four sizes since you saw me last, but uh, you know, you get these things, they don't fit, they don't work, sometimes they're damaged, uh, sometimes you get duplicates. But have you ever got one of those gifts that was like, you just got to get it out of your possession? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, the, those kind that you, you hope the counseling will work so you can get it out of your mind and... Um, I know I'm not the only one that's ever got one of these gifts. You know, when you first open it, you're going, what were they thinking? I mean, you don't say that, but you're thinking it. Or you may be going, what were they drinking when they bought this? And and what's interesting is if the person is there and you're opening it, it gets interesting, right? I mean, you, you have that moment. There's an internal dialogue going on. And you're like, don't look shocked, don't look shocked, don't look scared, don't get sick, you know, whatever, but it's awkward. Am I the only one that, come on, I know I'm not the only one that's ever got something and thought, what were they thinking? I mean, but what do you say? What do you say when you get that kind of gift? And this is a freebie because I know you don't want to lie. If you get a gift like that, there are things you can say like, hey, this is some gift. You shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, wow, I never dreamed I'd get something like this for Christmas. You know, and my, my favorite would be to just say, I really don't deserve this. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock myself down a few, few levels here. When I was in college, I had a group of guys that we got together on New Year's Day. And we watched the bowl games. And... Uh, we would bring the worst gift that we got for Christmas. Everybody brought the worst gift. And what we did, we put them on a table. This is true. And we were all studying for the ministry, by the way. And, and we would bring the gifts and we'd put them on the table. And you had to put your name next to the gift. And then we spent the first couple bowl games just kind of harassing one another. You know, it'd be, we'd make comments like, wow... Your grandma must really love someone else in the family besides you, you know. Uh, I remember a buddy of mine, he got, he got a sweater from his girlfriend. And we said to him, we said, we always knew your girlfriend didn't have good taste. Now it's confirmed, you know. And, uh, you know, I was like, Who made, who'd you make mad this year? And so we would just harass each other to death. And then we would put numbers on all the gifts. And we'd put numbers in a bag. And then we'd draw. And then that was the gift you got to go home with. And what was even funnier is through the year on birthdays, we would give everybody that was in our group, we would give them the gift. So they'd get all the gifts for their birthday, and then they would pass it to the next birthday. And some of this stuff hung around for years uh, with us. And, uh, you know, the, the fact is, love is not a gift that people give back. In all my years, I have never heard anyone say, I wish they didn't love me so much. I've never heard that. In fact, when you talk about love, people light up. They hold on. When it comes to God's love, I think it's an amazing gift. It's a perfect gift. It's a gift that, that goes beyond our wildest imaginations. You know, God's love is a gift that doesn't know any conditions. 
It's not based on feelings. I, I don't have to perform for it. It's a, a love that gives you a second chance instead of pointing a finger and knocking you down. It's a love that goes an extra mile. When in my heart, I think I've hit the wall and God says, Nah, you haven't. I'm going to love you anyway. You know, it's a love that willing to come down from the riches of heaven and lay in a smelly manger out behind an inn. You know, it's a love that was willing to pick up a cross and walk up a hill and die on a cross to take your guilt away and mine. And friends, that's a perfect gift. You know, John 4, 9 says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. That's a gift worth keeping. It's God's gift to you this Christmas. I don't know if you realize how loved you are. You know, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I mean, that's love. Why'd God do it? You know, I ask myself that often. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe God was lonely. Maybe God felt excluded. Maybe, maybe even felt rejected. I, I really don't know what God felt. But what I do know is that God painstakingly looked at the situation and said, you know what, the perfect gift is going to be sending my son to this world to die and love them that way. That's the perfect gift. So whatever your list looks like this Christmas, can I press you a little bit and say add love to that? How many of you remember the Beatles song, uh, All You Need Is Love? All you need is love. Everybody now, all you need is love. All you need is love. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. Friends, that's all we need. And I trust me on this. There are people in your life you need to just say, you know what? I love you. Just need to take a breath. And you go, well, they know it. No, they need to hear it. They need to see it. I, I would challenge you. Go buy whatever it is you're going to buy. But when you're putting that tag on it, attach your heart to it. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I thank you for your love. God, I pray that we would, um, as we're putting those gifts under the tree this year, that um, we'd look around us. We'd look at the people that we want to give that gift of love to. God, help us to see the people that Maybe in our own eyes, they don't seem deserving, but help us to extend that gift as you extended that gift of love to us. 
God, I thank you for this season. I thank you for this day. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.